What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of D&G Sports. EP3. Yes, sir. Today, we're going to go into our UFC, what's going on with Sterling, what's going on with the NBA, how the playoffs are going. Yeah, but make sure y'all follow us on Spotify. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure to follow us on TikTok. And yeah, man, let's get straight into the video with the first thing. Let's give our predictions. All right, so based off of our TikTok predictions, by the way, we are now three for four on our TikTok predictions. And if you want to count the only one we didn't get right, it was Aljo versus Peter Yan, which was a very controversial prediction. Because... Whoa, 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 whoa. I bet it on Sterling. <sighs> I bet it on Sterling. Okay. You didn't have okay. no faith okay. in Sterling. Dana White, after the fight, says that the judges completely missed that. They said that Peter Yawn won because Peter Yawn won the first was Dana White's belief. The judges saw it otherwise. Big Mike McCarthy on his podcast went on to say that Sterling fought a great fight, yep. but he lost the first round, so he had Peter Yawn winning. But he said, like we said, a fight that close, you can't really be mad at the decision. But... Aljo decided to come at Big John instead of Dana White, who got on a press conference after he won and said that he lost. Okay. All Big John said was that he lost the first round, but he fought a great fight. Okay, Here, here's my stance on that. You can't go at the man that pays you the paycheck. Yes, you can. No. People do it all the time. Bro, you cannot go at the man that writes you the check. I guess if you're scared, you can't. What? Yeah. He's a new fighter that no one likes. How? I'm not a new not fighter. He's not a new fighter. He's, He's a, a champion. They ain't going to do Do they really want to Sterling to be a champion? Yes or no? No. Okay. You know why? Because nobody respects the man. People got respect for the man after he, after he won that fight, even though it was controversial. I had respect for him. But mm -hmm. then he wants to come for Big John. Like, I guess, I get he's trying to play the heel role. I get it. But... I mean, what are you doing, man? Why are you coming at a cornerstone of MMA like a legend like Big John just because he says you lost a round but had a great fight, but you got people who literally sign in your paychecks who are hating on you? Yeah. Uh, no, I get you. I get you. I get what you're saying. But at the end of the day, he's not giving, he's not giving Sterling the paycheck. He's a, he's a, he was a, what, referee, I want to say? You're into UFC. I'm not. He was a ref. So, you can't just go at the man that's writing you these millies, bro. Yes, you can. Oh. You know how many times there's been UFC superstars, UFC champions, UFC contenders talk about the UFC openly? UFC doesn't care what you say. Dana White doesn't care what anybody says. I get that. I get he, that. Him and other, he literally almost, him and Tito Ortiz had an organized fight that didn't go through. He was going to fight one of the fighters. <laughs> so, like, yes, no, nothing would have happened if he would have said Dana White was wrong and called out Dana, too. He don't even have to do it in a disrespectful way. Yeah. But how are you going to call out Big John and not say something <laughs> back to Dana. How you gonna do that? Big John, that's a big guy, bro. I don't think Sterling wants that smoke. Shoot, he may now that he's a little bit older, but <laughs> about 20 years ago, I don't think that little man would have wanted any of How that. big, Big John? He would be in heavyweight, wouldn't he be? John, jo uh, John Jones would be fighting. At the, that, that's the size, the size he would be fighting. I'm not saying he could fight John Jones, but he'd be fighting big dudes. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. That's what for I'm sure. saying. So, so that's your opinion on that that whole ordeal that happened? Absolutely. And I want to say that this show is never going to be a show where we bash on fighters or players or nothing like that. Oh, we hell want no. everybody to get paid what they yeah. can get paid. Everybody to succeed. But if you try some snaky stuff, we're going we gonna to answer it. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it, bro. But I don't know, bro. I don't think that was... Nothing bad, like, I think that that was just part of the, I think that was just for entertainment, bro. I don't think nothing's gonna happen out of it. Nothing, nothing at all, honestly. 
Do you really think something's going to happen out of that? No. No, I mean, Josh Thompson, <laughs> who's on the Weighing In podcast with Big John, already responded to Aljo. And I, I, I think that they're going to probably squash it there because neither of those teams, Aljo's yeah. team or the Weighing In team, have anything to gain from <laughs> arguing with each other. And I seriously doubt a retired fighter like Josh Thompson and a retired legend like. Big Mike are mm-hmm. gonna concern themselves with Aljo Sterling very long. <laughs> Aljo's gonna be a long. He's keeping that belt for a cool minute. I, I don't he, think he's so. keeping I it for a cool minute. Dillashaw's gonna walk him. No. I think Dillashaw's gonna walk him, man. I'm, bro, I'm putting you. that on record right now. No, bro. I don't see that happening. Sterling bringing the wrestling in now. And then going off some <laughs> of our other predictions, we did get the Hamzat. Chemayev prediction right. Of course, Hamzak took the dub. Yeah. And then, of course, Volkanovski just destroyed the Korean zombie. He did. And then last night, we got our prediction right with Vicente Luque falling to Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, that was a good fight, though. We even got the result right for that one. Yeah. Fifth round you decision based off Yeah, wrestling. you got that one. You, you Did you bet on that one, though? I, I did not. You didn't I bet did on that one? But if we want to talk about <laughs> other fights on that card that went good, I was really impressed with Bueno Silva when she fought. She just she dominated, man. That I know you didn't catch that one. No, I but didn't. that was one of my favorite fights on that card. Really? It was full of young talent. It wasn't a big card. This wasn't one that caught the eye of a lot of people, but it had a lot of young guys who really impressed me. Uh, in the co-main. Not gonna lie, the co-main was a great fight, but it, it had an early stoppage due to a legal knee. Hand, the hand was down, uh-huh. and yeah, I think he, that was he, another fight I missed too. Yeah, he he threw a knee, and we're talking. About, I believe his name is pronounced Baralo. Yeah, he was he threw an illegal knee, and it connected. But to me, it looked like a little bit of an acting job. Yeah. It was kind of a delayed reaction after the knee. And I believe the doctor said that he could continue, but he was choosing not to. Yeah. And the decision still went the right way. Uh, but I, I, that fight, to me, I, w- I would have liked to see that last minute. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really know. Who knows how dazed he could have been from that knee. Maybe it did give him a concussion or something. But was it like the Sterling knee? Uh, no. It, it wasn't as... in that same situation, yeah. no. He had his hand planted down, and he was in control. He was being controlled on the side of the cage, and his hand was touching down, so uh-huh. he couldn't be kneed in the face. But he caught a knee, and it did leave a cut. But mm. I still don't... The way he reacted after he sat down, he looked up at the ref, and yeah. then he looked down, and then he fell. Oh, it was all okay. very step by step. It seemed. Yeah. But that's just my perspective on it. I could be wrong. That's just what I saw. Um, there was a lot of controversy in one fight, uh, the Chris Barnett fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a a lot of people say that there was an illegal elbow that ended that fight and a lot of fighters were talking about do all I have to do is throw an illegal strike to win a fight now yeah and to me that's something that you're gonna have to look at on your rule books and you're gonna have to make strict it's gonna have to be a yes or no because if you attempt to make one call here but don't make it here yeah and a couple more if fights there's controversy about an illegal elbow ending a strike but you deduct a point from the guy in the co-main for an illegal move. Uh-huh. It's not. A, it's not. But you did nothing in that one. You gotta clarify those rules. It has to be addressed. I agree, bro. Every and, rule got to be addressed when it comes to UFC. And I agree. But moving on from UFC, because we have a lot of NBA playoffs a to talk lot. about. We're gonna start off with Minnesota versus Memphis. Ooh, come on now, bro. Sleepers. 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 I told you, bro. I thought Minnesota was going to win that play-in. I really did. And then they just showed it that Memphis can be beat. Like, Memphis does not have anyone that can guard Cat. Cat was a absolute star last night. Absolutely. Uh, John Morant, he played really good. He did his thing. Yeah, he did his thing. He did his thing. But... They have no answer for Cat. 
Not down low. Uh, they don't have no answer for Cat. And if Ant can match what John Morant does, like he did last night, Memphis has some struggles coming on, bro. I feel like. Uh, we'll get more into it in the predictions, but I could definitely see this series being taken over yeah. by Minnesota. I feel like if they sneak out game two with the dub, oh, it's going to be hectic in in Minnesota. I don't think it'll be a sweep. No, I don't think I don't agree. I don't think it's going to be a sweep at all. I think Memphis will come out with some energy and Cat probably have a, you know, a solid game game 2, but nothing to like what he did game 1 and Memphis is going to come out with the dub. But once they go home, if they can sneak ooh, at least ooh, maybe two games at home, I don't see Memphis with the they don't have enough uh veterans in my opinion that can hoist them up you know hoist them out of a 3-1 deficit. John Morant's going to give all the heart in the world, but John Morant can't win you the game on his own if a nope. big man is who is dominating the game. Yes, you put it you put it right on the money, bro. I feel like that's what's going to happen. And Steven Adams too slow. He's just too slow he, for he's these young too, athletic Yeah, team he's too slow. And the crazy part is about it, D'Lo had a, he had a slow game yesterday. He didn't even play to his, like, what he's been playing like. I agree. And if they get D'Lo and Ant stays consistent like he's been doing, man. And they yeah. keep Cat out of foul trouble. Memphis got their hands full on this series. I agree. And, but... Like we like we were talking about, John Morant, he gots to have help. Like, I don't know where it's going to come from. Desmond, I think that's the thing, Desmond Bain. Yeah. He didn't play good. Um, I'm trying to think. Dylan Brooks, he had an average game. And I don't know, Jaron Jackson Jr., he can't, he, he seems like he can't, he's scared of cat. After that dunk, oh my gosh, he that dunk! Was, oh, yes, he was not a happy man. No, not he, at all. He was not, not at all. <laughs> so, with that, do you think that the Memphis fans should be worried? I think they should be worried. I think it should be after, very scary after Garrett game one. Yeah, I think they should be very, very, very scared. Because unless, unless here in game two, Memphis comes out and just absolutely changes the game plan. They have to steamroll them for, to get that confidence back, to my opinion. If it's a close game and Memphis is wins by like three, five, you should be definitely worried going back to Minnesota. Let me ask you, do you think they should run man or do you th- think they should run a Two three zone, a three two zone. Bro, it's so hard. I would run. I'd make them shoot my lights out. Yeah. I'd make them. I would not give up the paint. I'd I make them shoot my lights out. I agree completely. I and, would make D'Lo and I would make Ant try to shoot off the yeah, perimeter. I'd make and McDaniel's. I'd make him like I make all of them shoot my lights out. I'm not giving up the paint to Cat. I'd give a. I'd probably run a two three zone. Yeah. And then I would probably use like. One of the use one of your role your wing position players is more of a floater on the edge. Uh huh. And my thing was, what I seen from Minnesota, they had a little bit more dog mentality. So what I'm telling saying is that Pat Bev had energy coming off the uh, bench. McDaniel's had energy coming off the bench. Uh, that oh I can't think of his name right now. I think B. Well, I think Beasley started, but. He started off with that dog mentality, starting off on uh, John Morant. So I think that was like the turning factor when going into like halftime was like they was like okay we got some solid vets that's ready to win type stuff, and I feel like Memphis is sort of in like this Cinderella stage. Like we did all this in the regular season, we're really not worried about it. Uh, this is just the first game. They're in a similar position to me that probably the Nuggets yeah. were in about two years ago, probably. Uh huh. Or the Miami Heat. That's another good example. Yeah. They're, I think that Memphis will be a top contender. Uh huh. But I feel like right now they have too many, too many open holes. Yeah. 
because right now Ja Morant is their team. Yeah, that's it. that's what it is. Okay, so my I can let me ask you this: Do you think Ja can do it by himself? I think he can do enough to in, get in him, this series. In, in this, this series. series, I think there is a way. Yeah. But when you get to going against harder teams for seven game stretches that are they're more experienced in the playoffs, yeah. I feel like that that would not go well for them. Like, yeah. Say they made it somehow to the championship. Mm-hmm. Say they made it to the NBA Finals. I don't see them being able to beat the Sixers if they can't no. beat the Timberwolves. I don't Embiid's going to eat them. I don't see them even being able to beat the Nuggets. No. Honestly, if they have to go against the Nuggets, Jokic is going to eat. Yeah. The Bucks, Giannis will Giannis eat. is going to eat. That's what's crazy, bro. Like, it's... That game really shook a lot of people on their, you know, perspective of Memphis. I feel like a lot of people still, you know, still have their money betted on Memphis. But the Timberwolves are showing like, hey, don't count us out on this series. Absolutely. And that's what's crazy. But let's get into this other game. Uh, Denver and Golden State. Your that boy, boy, Steph. That boy, Steph. 22 minutes. 22 minutes, 16 points. Yeah. I, re- I like Playoff that. Steph coming off the bench. I like that. I like that. Coming off injury, I like it. Especially when Jordan Poole is putting up stupid numbers. Stupid numbers, bro. He ate up last night. I want everyone to realize I believe in Jordan Poole's last six or seven games, he hasn't put up less than 25. Yep. I think that's what it was. Points. I think that's what it is. Jordan Poole is a difference maker for y'all. Um... Jordan Poole, yeah, he came out firing. He, uh, he didn't miss a shot till the end of the half type stuff. That's when I was watching it. He didn't miss a shot. He was on fire. Um, Denver, whoo, they're relying too much on Jokic right now. Um, and Draymond Green is doing an excellent job of tiring out Jokic. Oh, yeah, Jokic was tired. And not to say that, you know, Jokic ain't an MVP or something like that. But Jokic, to me, in my opinion, cannot win you a series. My opinion. If Jamal Murray and MPJ come back, yep. it's a different conversation. Yes, I but agree. right now, how the two teams line up, I think Will Barton, is, who is really their number two at this point, uh-huh. I don't think that Will Barton and Jokic... I don't think the two of them together. Man, I don't can think compare. that. I don't think that either because Clay was shooting the ball really good. Draymond even made a three um, on him coming back. So it's like these athletic shooting guards are making it very difficult for these big men to keep up. I just think uh, Aaron Gordon couldn't keep up. Aaron Gordon night. couldn't keep up. I just think that uh, Golden State's backcourt is way more superior than Denver's right now. And it's showing, like, Absolutely. even off the bench, like, they're, they're Jordan Poole coming off the bench, you know, versus Austin Rivers. It's it's bad. It's like, not a comparison. It's not a comparison right now. So it's just kind of crazy on that game and watching it how much I hope Denver makes a game, you know, a series out of it. But if they keep this up, bro, I think it might be it. You know, 4-1, Denver's going home fishing. And I saw a thing on Twitter. People were saying that Draymond couldn't guard Jokic and that he couldn't keep the tempo and that Jokic was just going to put buckets on him all game. First of all, Draymond Green can keep a very fast pace all throughout the game. All throughout the game. And Draymond Green is going to tire out Jokic. Last night he had that man breathing out his mouth in the second quarter. Yeah, I agree, bro. Like, Jokic, he, he was looking dead tired. And like you said, bro, that that Jordan Poole coming off the bench, that was a big difference. And you have Steph Curry that's coming off an injury, and he scored 16 in not even a lot of minutes. If Jokic changes this perspective and absolutely eats on Draymond Green in Game 2, that is the only way I can see this series going a different direction. I agree. And that is if Steph Curry can't come back to complete health 
and make them stretch the perimeter on defense. Because mm-hmm. if Draymond starts shooting threes, your team is in trouble. <laughs> because that means the Golden State Warriors have become completely comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that is a bad problem to have. Yeah, that's a very bad problem to have. And, you know, you said you have, what, Golden State might coming out. If they keep this up, I see them going to the ship, honestly. I could see. It. I don't. I don't see no what's getting in their way. Um, they got third. What I think. It, yeah, they got third in the Western Conference with Curry out at the end of the season, with Clay missing half of the season, and then Draymond missing half of his games. I think Phoenix and Golden State are going to be fighting it out uh, really on Western do. Conference. Yeah, I could see that. Um, like that's going to be very. That's going to be very intriguing. We'll get into like. What games is going on today? But yeah, that was a good game by Golden State. That was a great game by Golden State. Next up, we got Dallas versus Utah. Ooh, that one's a shocker. Oh man, my opinion on that game: Luca gets back healthy and he comes in for the series. Dallas is gonna win that series. Donovan, to me, you can't ask for hero ball. We've seen it in the bubble. We seen it last year playoffs against the Clippers when Paul George came. Uh, they 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 just expect too much out of Donovan. When I don't understand a basketball team that can be so well rounded in the regular season, but so dependent on one star during playoffs, it's just so crazy. It's like almost every year with uh Utah, they have. These great regular seasons, and then when playoffs start, they just throw everything at Donovan. I'm going to give you a comparison. Donovan Mitchell is to the Utah Jazz as Paul George before his ACL tear was to the Indiana Pacers. And I could see that, yeah. And that's a great comparison right there. Um, But, like, it's just they came out with the win. Don't get me wrong. But you had Jalen Brunson doing as much as... Donovan Mitchell did last night. He he was doing everything he could. He was yeah. being the scorer and the facilitator of that team. And he's the Spencer backup. Spencer Dwindy as well. Yeah, and he's the backup point guard, and you're missing out on Luka. You're, like, it's, if Luka gets back in the series, I say if Dallas wins one game without Luka, I see Dallas might four four one four two. My opinion. Um, it's just that I don't believe in Utah. I've never believed in Utah. I don't know how you feel about them, but I've I never believed in them. I don't feel like Gobert and Mitchell have good chemistry. Yeah, and I don't feel like Mike Conley is enough to be your next scoring option. Yeah. I could see that, though. Or your next facilitator. He's a great facilitator of the ball. Uh But if there's no chemistry, it's really hard to facilitate. I saw a statistic. And your top two players, yeah. Yeah, I saw a statistic. It had as many games as Conley had missed. Mm -hmm. He had thrown almost double the passes to Gobert than Donovan Mitchell. And that's crazy. And, like, how long they have actually been playing with each other, too. So... I think they need to split up, my opinion. I think so. I think it's about time for Utah to, I don't want to say rebuild around Donovan, but I say they need to do a lot more for Donovan. They need a second score. Yeah. That's all That's all they really need. They need a second score. A second consistent high-level score. And, yeah, and for me, Dallas, I mean, I'm – Proud of Dallas, how they played without Lucas. So, especially during the playoffs, I'm not really worried about it. I think Dallas is going to come back and win that series. Honest opinion. I could see it. Yeah. Next up, we got Philly versus the Raptors. Yes, sir. Your boy Joel Embiid. He had a great game. He had a good game. Um, Tyrese Maxey had a great game. Like what we were talking about with Jordan Poole, bro. There's so much young talent, like in that lower age realm. Absolutely, it's 
is kind of crazy. That's what's, gonna make difference on their um, championship hopes. What's wild in all the sports we cover and all sports in general, really? Mm-hmm. UFC, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, every league now. Young talent is being put up to a higher standard, yeah. faster now than it ever has. Oh, but yes. it's creating so many more stars so fast. Yeah, but like Tyrese. I didn't expect that out of him, and like James Harden. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh boy. Oh boy. How do you shoot, bro? Three for twelve in the first half, but I get what he was trying to do. James Harden was more a facilitator that game. He was trying to get everyone involved. He wasn't really trying to score, but his shot, bro. It it haven't been the same since he. Uh, since he left Houston, my opinion, it's just has went away from him. He's still one of the greatest scorers I've ever seen in my life, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if he needs to back off that table. I don't know if he he got slower like off of injuries. I don't know. So it's like he's not the same facilitator. And, yes, he got to the line nine times, I want to say, last night, more than nine. Yeah, That's what helped him out. At the end of the day, that's what helped him out. And that's what makes his numbers look good, him getting to the free throw line. I, I agree. He he relies on the and one, and he relies on the, the, the drive leading to the foul very heavily in his gameplay. Yep. And I think when they changed the rule to cater a little more to the defense, as they should, because fouls were getting committed so frequently, that I, I think it – Took a little piece of James's game, but I think injuries took another piece of James's game. I uh-huh. think being changed around different teams took a little piece. I think that James Harden is still a superstar. Me but too. The days of me thinking James Harden are, is a top three player in the league, I think those days are gone. Yeah, I agree with you, bro. And James Harden, like I, like we said, James Harden's going to have to facilitate if he's not going to score. And that's what he... Did but my thing is I'm gonna ask you this: uh, without James score James Harden scoring, do you think Tyrese Maxey can be that second option to Joel Embiid? If he's putting up the numbers he put up last night consistently, yeah, not even those honestly. If he can average mid twenties throughout this playoff run, he can be an absolute second. Yeah. Absolutely. Tobias Harris has to step up. Yeah. Tobias Harris still, he had, I think he had like 23, which is good, but he needs to stay constant consistently on this playoff run for Philly. Absolutely. And going into Toronto, oh gosh, bro, they need to find the number one. I know you you have faith in Siakam and Van Vliet, but... That's just not enough. They haven't had a number one score since Kawhi, in my opinion. Toronto Raptors are a great built team that needs a number one. Yep, I agree with that. And we thought it was going to be Siakam when they traded away Kawhi, or, well, Kawhi left. And they, I feel like if they still had Kyle Lowry, but that's my opinion, that could have been a different maker. But I don't know for sure. It's just crazy. It's they they need a number one. The Scotty Barnes, he's good and all, but he's a rookie, and he's playing like a rookie. Somebody is gonna have to go to that team that is a great playmaker. Yes, because Fred VanVleet is good at dishing the open pass, at getting his open threes, getting his good looks, going in for some lays. Pascal Siakam is great at diving at the board, good mid range shooter. And Scotty Barnes is he he's a great defender, all around utility player. He's a good scorer. I think he can eventually be a twenty point per game scorer. I absolutely believe that. I don't think Scotty can be the star though. I don't think that Scotty can be the playmaker. I yeah. think one thing all three of those guys have in common is that those three guys need someone who is the superstar. Yeah. Somebody who is able to garner attention and then they will all eat i think that team is one big play guy away from being a top three team in that conference and i agree bro like 
They have a lot of good. I guess. I mean, Gary Trent did have a bad game. He shot like two for a two for thirteen or something like that. If the Toronto Raptors had a package deal with Gary Trent and Fred Fred Van Belt, and were able to get an elite facilitating scoring guard, mm-hmm. the trade could probably be worth it next yeah. year with the. Development of Scotty Barnes and Siakam. Could you see that happening with like a Jalen Brown? Do you think he's? Do you think Jalen Brown could be a number one option? I guess that was more like if we go into Boston. But I like that trade for both teams. My opinion. I like it, but I like the idea of getting someone in there, maybe at shooting guard mm-hmm. and letting a draft point guard mm-hmm. or a veteran point guard come in to be the facilitator. Yeah. I, I think in a perfect world, the Tyler Hero is now locked up, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he's, or is he's he on the extension? Up. No, he's locked I up. Feel like, I think they gave him an extension. I feel like they're going to not – I'm not recommending Tyler Hero because he would fall in the same category of needing somebody to meet at, yeah, me at too. this point in his career. But a shooter – a playmaker and a passer, a facilitator of the ball is what they need. Somebody who would go for that around about market value. So like um, a Zach Levine if they don't. Zach Levine's not they, going nowhere. No. But I, I do like that. I like, like that trade? That. Yeah. Honestly, um, I don't feel like he's going to go anywhere. Me either. But Bradley Beal would be an ideal elite person. If you add Bradley Beal to that Toronto Raptors roster, uh-huh. it's over. Yeah, it's, it's that, that's a good, solid team. Especially if yeah. you could get your hands on somebody like a Mike Conley mm-hmm. or something to play point guard. It, it would it, be nasty. Yeah, yeah I, so I nasty. see what you're saying. But, but yeah, I mean, they they just need to find a number one at the end of the day. And, and I'm not a huge Toronto fan. Let's yeah, not get this me, twisted. I just see the talent and see what they've built, and I see that it's just it's not that far away. Yeah, it's it, not that it, far. They got a great they got great bench depth, depth, and then they got uh, I mean they got solid players. So it's like, man, you need a number one to really show that they they have it. If honest. Kawhi Leonard was still there and wouldn't have left, they would have been in the championship oh, talks yeah. every year. They would have been in the championship I don't talks know how. I, the, to me, the Clippers experiment for Kawhi and PG has been a mistake. Uh, to me, they, they both could have had better opportunities somewhere else. Of course, that's in hindsight. But sometimes pairing superstars and superstars planning to build these teams together sometimes it just doesn't work out and I think with this we've seen one of those experiments go wrong mm-hmm um you want to know who it didn't go wrong for though who <laughs> the Lakers we got a ship uh, I think <laughs> that, nah, don't that, start that don't start that, that bro <laughs> I think that that team though in year two was much different from that team the team this year in year four yeah. So no, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree on you. I agree with that. All yeah. right, guys. So moving on, uh, there is one more thing we have to say. Is Tyrese Massey, Tyreek Maxey? I'm so sorry. Is he able to be a consistent superstar? Not just a number two, but can he elevate himself to All Star status next year? Man, I feel like if he shows up in the playoffs, I feel like. There's could they gave it to Van Vliet. I mean, they gave him an all star. So I don't see why Tyrese Matsy can't be. Um they do have a lot of one and done all stars. Um D was one. Um I'm trying to think of a who else do I think Zach I mean, Levine hasn't got that many appearances yeah, himself. Zach Levine. Devin Booker hasn't got that many, many himself. And Sabonis, I mean like Yeah. There's a couple like that we say that are all stars. Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker. I mean, man, I feel like he could, but I think that would be a good acquisition for Toronto too, Kimba. I, I feel like Kimba's going be. to Lakers though. Uh, that if they get rid of Russ, 
if they get rid of Russ, but that's going to be a hard one to get rid of. Yeah. I feel like the best option for Lakers, and we're, we didn't even have, we're talking about Lakers, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Uh, I feel like if we get John Wall next year, I'd be cool with that. I think Honest opinion. I think that's a more realistic option than Kemba because I think Kemba gives you uh, a versatile score, but if he has to have the ball in his hands. Yeah, I feel like John Wall doesn't. So, and I feel like John Wall not playing this year, he has a lot to show. So, I agree. I feel like he still wants a hoop. So, I hope I hope he still wants a hoop. All right, guys, and now we are going to go with our postseason first round predictions. Mm-hmm. So, for we'll start out with the ones we've already named. The Memphis and Minnesota prediction. What would you say in the seven-game series, how's it going? I feel like if it goes to seven, if it goes to seven, I'm banking on Minnesota. If it goes to six or five, I will go with Memphis. But I think... Oh, do I want to bet on Cat pulling the upset alert? I'll bet on Cat. 4-3. That series. Game 7. Cat wins it. Honest opinion. For me, I'm going to say it's going to go 4-2. Game 6, I'm going to say Minnesota could pull it out. Really? You gonna I, sit? I'm just I think this matchup is just awful. Yeah, for for Memphis. I think it's terrible. I feel like that Cinderella season is gonna come to an end. And yeah, that's what sucks to sucks to hear for Jaw, but Yeah. I feel like uh because me and you both said Jaw's like Derrick Rose two point Losing a game at home, game one to be exact, to a team that you're supposed to beat is you're gonna supposed do to something steam, to those young guys. You're morale. supposed to steamroll yeah. them. And that's what everyone's saying. ESPN, you know, undisputed. You're supposed to steamroll Minnesota. Absolutely. And you didn't show that. You we'll see game two how that comes, but I feel like I've got seven games just because Jaw might pull a game out of his hat. and But other than that, I think in game seven, Cat will win that game because no no big man on that team can hold him. And I'm going 4-2 with the Timberwolves. Yes, sir. Next game, we got Golden State versus Denver. I'm going to say mm-hmm. Golden State. And I'm going to be bold with it. I'm going to say Golden State in five. No, I think me and you are on the same page on that one. I think so. I, I feel like uh, in five, if, especially if uh, Jamal, Jamal Murray and back, Michael yeah. Porter doesn't come back, I, I feel like that, sh- that could be a sweep, and honestly. And even if they come back in like a game four, that's still not, that's still not enough. That's still not enough time. And not enough time to get their legs underneath. So I think five or five or four, honestly. I think so. I'm going to give them five. Yeah, I'm going to say five. I'm going to say Jokic will pull out one game. So we go. We both got five games to the Warriors on that yeah, one. Yeah. Next game we got Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. <sighs> oh gosh, bro! Uh, if Luca comes back, is the big question. Yeah, that's the big question. Man, if Luca comes back, I can see Utah. Uh, I could see Utah maybe getting two games. Now, um, so I feel like maybe in sits Dallas if Luca comes back, but if uh Luca does not come back, I think I got uh Utah in five or six. If Luca comes back, then if he comes back by game three, yeah, then I think I'm gonna go seven games. Dallas? Dallas. Yeah. I could see that, if, yeah. Because that's assuming they drop down 2-1 to one by game four. Game four. So, if he doesn't come back, I'm going to say six, six games. Six jazz. games, jazz. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, 
I think I have more. I think I just don't like Utah. I, that's why I said sits with Luca. Yeah. So I think, I think if Luca comes back, I got Dallas and sits. I think if I have, and if Luca does not come back, I probably got Utah and five, five or sits. I agree. Okay. And then, in the next prediction, we have Phoenix versus the New Orleans Pelicans, who have <laughs> been on. Fire. CJ McCollum. B.I. B.I.'s a bad B. I. man. B.I.'s a bad and man CJ right finally getting his own team, man. That's all he needed. Damian Lillard said it earlier this week. He was talking about all CJ needed was an opportunity to go be the superstar on his own. And I agree. CJ is a dog. Yeah, he's right a dog now. right now. Absolutely. Um, man, uh, Valachunas is eating up at the five. <laughs> Devontae Graham's out there. I mean... I think this team is built to. I don't Make think some that I don't think they're gonna beat Phoenix. You think they'll get a game? But I think they'll get a game, if not two games. Really? I'm gonna say I don't have. Okay, you go. I, I'm gonna years. say for my prediction, Phoenix in five uh-huh. because I think they're gonna start out at home. In Phoenix, and I think both of those are going to Phoenix. Yeah, and then when they go to New Orleans, I think New Orleans is going to pull one out, and then I think when they go back to Phoenix, I think it's going to be over. Yeah, if not, yeah, I'm, I feel like Phoenix might. Oh, uh, I don't want to. Is CP3 back? I believe so. Is CP3 back? I got CP3. <laughs> I got it in four. Yeah, I got it in four, bro. I'm gonna be completely honest. Like I, you, me and you both love the young talent that, uh, oh uh, what, Pelicans have. But man, Phoenix just been too hot, and I'm not gonna bet against my man Devin Booker. I got yeah. Phoenix in four. CP three plays. I got it's Phoenix hard, in four, man. bro. I'm be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's it's. I believe the last game CP3 was out, just he sat for health reasons. Uh huh. So I think he he is a hundred percent back. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I I'm gonna go with five. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, but that that's it's <laughs> a hard one. <laughs> that, man. Yeah, um, that's a lot of young talent. We'll see what Bi's made of, honestly. Yeah. Um, that's the type of game we'll see if Bi really, you know, really has it in his bag. I, agree. I wish they had Zion. It would be more entertaining to watch that and like, but yeah, man, I I can't bet against Phoenix right now. They're too hot. They're too team oriented right now. But yeah, bro. Um, but yeah, let's get to the Eastern Conference. And the first game we can talk about is the Seventy Sixers versus Toronto. I think. That the 76ers, <laughs> I, I like Toronto. I've made that very clear. I think Toronto is going to lose this series pretty badly. I think it's going to be a sweep. Yeah. I, I actually do. I think it's going to be Philly and four. Philly and four. I can see that. Hot take. Yeah, hot take. Uh, I think it's going to be Philly and four, uh, on this opinion. I just think um, Tyrese Maxey, I think James Harden, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. Yeah. I think that team is it, – it, it's going to – to me, that's one of mine that could sneak into the chip. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was one of your picks. I and believe – yeah, I believe I chose yeah, Golden you chose, State 76ers. Yeah, so I think that's a I, – I like that. Uh, I think Toronto is going to get – maybe steamrolled, honestly. Like it's football season type it, stuff. It's, it's going to be bad, I think. I think yeah. it's going to be ugly. And it's sad, but I, I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so, what's your feelings on, let's get into the hearts and heat. Ice, <sighs> Ice Trey. Ice Trey. Ice Trey. Ice Trey. Yes, sir. If Clint Capella is out, then I have a bad feeling. I have a bad feeling it's going to go probably, uh, I think, either 4-1 or 4-2 Miami. But if Capella is able to come back by game two, yeah. um, I honestly think the Hawks have a decent chance at pulling they it out. They beat them last I, year. I think so. But they, the Heat are a different team. They're a better team. I get that. And, but Hawks, like I told you on our last episode when we bet against Cleveland and Atlanta, 
Hawks got that experience. You said, like, remember, you said that you didn't, the only way you think uh, Cleveland, was, I mean, Hawks was going to win that game is if Ice Trey put him on their back. Yeah. And Ice Trey put him on his back. He did. It brought him to the playoffs. So, my thing is about Atlanta. I don't bet out Trey for nothing. Um, I've learned it. I learned that against that New York Knicks uh, series, not to bet against that man, and well on his talent. So I think I'm going with Atlanta in seven. Honest opinion. That's a hot take, but I got Atlanta in seven. I'm not saying they're gonna win off the bat. I think they're gonna. They might go down 0 and 2. Go back to Atlanta 2 2. He might win their games at home, and then Atlanta might win their games at home. It's just going to come down to that game seven, and who's the most clutch. And I don't think Jimmy Buckets is as clutch as Trey, my opinion. I think that it's going to end up – I think you're right. I think it could see a seven. But if if Clint Capella is out for anything past game two – it's hard for me to see it not going four six Miami. No, I see that, but I got my thing is Miami doesn't even play big. At the end of the day, Miami does. They all they got is Bam. Yeah, I mean, and you're getting John Collins back. John Collins is coming back. I agree. So it's just like, man, I I I, I like Atlanta. You, I, I've you always went four seven Atlanta. I'm gonna go four seven Miami. Okay. 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 That's fair. That's fair. I I believe in that one. All right. So next up, we got the Brooklyn Nets oh. versus the Boston Celtics. Ooh. Oh my goodness, man! This is a head scratcher and a half. Ooh. This nah, one, you can't. I know who I'm picking. I I do too. Don't get me wrong. This is gonna be the Nets' hardest game in the in the Eastern Conference. My opinion. Uh, my hot take. I feel like this is going to be the Nets' hardest game to win in a series is against Boston. I'm going to say Nets in six. Nets in six? Say Brooklyn in six. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going. I agree. I, I, I agree on that. I'm I wasn't was going to give Boston another dub. Kyrie's but, playing so well. But they got Robert Williams out. I think that's his name. Robert Williams out. Ennis Cantor's still not, you know. No, eh. not a guy. Uh, not a guy. He's, uh. He haven't did nothing Good over there. Good bench player, but not a guy for me. Yeah, so. I got. If Tatum comes along, though. If Tatum does it. If Tatum puts it on his back. Because I think. They split the season series, the regular season series. It really comes down to for me: can Jalen Brown and can Jason Tatum outplay Kevin Durant and yep. Kyrie? And I don't think they can do it. Really? No. Really? No. You you even gonna try with the young butt? No. Can't do it. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Andre going, Drummond. Uh, come on now. He didn't do nothing. Yeah, but he's still a he's a man <laughs> on the board. He's a man. Uh, yeah, who's, who's stopping them yeah. in the paint? Who's stopping? Them? Man, like, who's stopping them from getting the ball? No, I get that. Marcus Smart's gonna play a role, but he can only do so much when you're yeah. against a guy with handles like Kyrie. Yeah, he's gonna be able to get around. Game, I give it six. I give it six. I give it six. How many times did Kyrie Irving get guarded by Marcus Smart when he was on the Cavs? Yeah, none. None. No, he did. None. When they played the Celtics in the playoffs, he did. No. And he couldn't hold him. Stop. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Marcus Smart's a great defender, but nobody's yeah. going to hold Kyrie. All yeah, game. I agree. Can't I agree. Do it. I agree. You uh, can't hold somebody who's that versatile. <laughs> all game. Can't do it. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I think I, I got KD, like I said. I respect the hell out of Katie. Um, oh yeah, I've I've always He'll had make a, you do it. Yeah, I've always had a soft spot for Katie, but when he starts getting in the LeBron category, it's just off the wall. I can't I can't uh, look, I, I I don't like him. But I've always had a soft spot for Katie. Like I've always hoped that he he you know you know he plays good, and I feel like a lot of people are counting out the Nets. Yeah, but my thing is if 
this COVID stuff would have never happened, Nets probably wouldn't even be in the playoffs right now, honest opinion. If they didn't get back Kyrie when they did. Yeah, I think that the Nets with Kyrie, though, I think they're going to make it and play the Sixers mm-hmm. for the conference. I think if that can line up, that will line up. And I think that the Suns and the Warriors will line up. Yep. Yep, bro. Um, but, yeah, we got Nets and Sits. I think we both agree on that. I agree. Um. And then last prediction, Milwaukee versus Chicago. <sighs> Demar, that boy, DeMar. that man, Demar, that man, that that boy Zach, that man Giannis. Man, I got the Bucks and six. <laughs> also, the Bucks and six. Yeah, not, not questioning that one. <laughs> you know, we we no. just we just hyped it up too. No, it's, Come on. it's the Bucks and six. We just hyped it up. It's bro. Bucks and six. <laughs> And that's like, I love, I love the Bulls, like what they've built. I, I'm a Lonzo fan, so I love watching yeah. how their team plays. But <laughs> we just hyped that up. Lonzo's bro. out. Yep. And they got they got Caruso. They got a good team. They got, they got a good team. But <laughs> who's stopping Giannis? Oh man, Vucevic. Vucevic. And they were severely under 500 when playing top three teams from each conference. Man, I know. Severely I know, I know. I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I'm just... I, I've never believed in the Bucks, bro. Snap. I don't know what it is about them. Shout out to Jack Settleman from Snapback Sports for <laughs> making me aware from a post that he made <laughs> on Snapchat about how bad the Bulls were yeah, as cutie teams yeah. against top threes. Yeah, They are a very, very good team. But against elite talent, I don't think that the scoring is going to be there fully. I think DeMar is going to absolutely eat. He's going oh, yeah, to he's gonna go thing, bonkers. But I don't think that they have enough star power so, okay. to beat them. If Patrick Williams, that rookie that Chicago had, if he was playing in the series, would you give it a thought? No. Whoa. It's not enough. It's not enough. He's a defense anchor, though. He's not enough. <laughs> he's he's not, not enough. Not enough. Maybe if him and Lonzo were both playing, yeah, both playing, Kobe White playing at a high level, yeah, I could see it then. Yeah. But but you counting out Zach? You're counting out I'm not Zach. Counting out Zach Levine, but I'm saying that like I don't think that they have quite come together enough to beat these elite teams. Yeah. No, I get that. And the elite teams I speak of, the only ones I wouldn't have <laughs> liked to see Chicago go against. Is Memphis, I mean, Minnesota, I mean, uh, Bucks. <laughs> I don't want them against the Bucks, and I really don't think they'd be good against the Sixers. Honestly, they could challenge the Nets. Yeah. Like, they could actually, I think that they could go challenge the Nets. I think they challenge Miami. I think they challenge Atlanta. You go into the West, I think they challenge everybody but Golden State and Phoenix. Yeah. Other than that, <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> you got the Bucks first said, round. <laughs> Bro. Give me Chicago at seven. Come on, man. Ah. We bring it at home. I can't, I'm, I can't for stand your brother. You do Chicago. He's a, he's a Chicago fan. I'm saying you. I, I got Chicago at seven. Come on, man. Let's go Chicago. I got Zach Levine going for forty you tonight. Do, you you've been talking to Deshaun. Too much, man. <laughs> I got I got I got yo. Yeah, I got the Bulls in seven against Giannis. Coming out, I got Giannis choking the last shot. Game seven. Bucks and six. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> We're going to keep scoring this, too, and we're going to let you know which one of us won. I don't think he is ready for this yet. I got, I got the Bulls a seven. Come on now. Come on, Bulls. I got Zach Levine dropping 40 tonight on Giannis's head. <laughs> Bro, it's happening. I got And I got DeRozan going for 30. I got Vucevic going for, like, 19. Real stuff. And they're going to pull up the upset. Tonight. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. But betting on it, it's going to be 
six games Bucks. If I had to put money on it, that would be my answer. Who do I want to win? I want Chicago. Yeah, to win. me too. I That's... want Atlanta to win. <laughs> I want Toronto to win. I, I would love Brooklyn to win. I would love the Pelicans to win. I would love the Mavericks to win. Golden State and Memphis. But my predictions have been much different from some of those. I just don't see it happening. I got Chicago, bro. Oh, well. I got it. That might be my only L this this whole entire series. But I think I, <laughs> I can't even say it with like a straight face, bro. <laughs> I, I want to say, if, if I'm going like just knowledge, I got bucks and five, but I'm talking with my heart right now. It's hard so to I see got friend, It's hard to see a friend lie to himself, y'all. <laughs> got, it's really difficult. But I got Chicago in seven, bro. <laughs> Alright guys, and we were we were gonna tell y'all next week we are gonna be doing an NFL mock draft on yes. Sunday. We will be posting yes. that it will be out by Monday. I agree with that. We that, are very That's gonna be very excited. fun. Who very are some rookies fun. you like? Bro, Chris Olave. Oh. I, I love Chris Olave, bro. I like Garrett Wilson and I like Chris Olave. Yeah. From the same school. Ohio State. Yes, sir. Ohio State. I like Chris Olave a lot. I like uh Desmond Reader, I think that's the name. Desmond, Ritter. Desmond. Desmond's nice. I like Malik Willis a little bit more. Uh, but uh, you're one of those guys. I like Malik Willis a little bit more. I, I, but to be honest with you, uh, who I was going really thought was going to be QB one in this draft was Sam Howe, but he had a very disappointing season yeah. this year, honestly. In North Carolina. Yeah, I really yeah. thought he was going to be the guy. Um, I think next year's draft class. Is going to have quite a few quarterbacks who could be guys. Oh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Nice. He's nice. He's nice. Very nice. I do think in this draft there's one guy who's not getting a lot of talk who I think is actually the most ready of all the quarterbacks is Matt Corral. Yeah. I think that he's actually the best option for a team. I think he's the most versatile. I think he throws accurate enough. I yeah. think his deep ball is good enough to develop. And I say enough because I think it's enough for now. Yeah. I think it can develop better. I think he has the best upside other than Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. But I think he is more ready than Malik Willis. So, before we get in, you know, before we get too into it and wrap it up, do you think uh, Malik Willis, more teams are betting on his upside? So, like, you know, he got a cannon of an arm. I think whenever you think about the Josh Allens, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jacksons, et cetera, et cetera, Joe Burrows, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And you think about all these teams with these superstar quarterbacks, and you don't have one. <laughs> I think you're praying yeah. on their upside <laughs> at this point. Like, you're begging for it. You're like, please strike gold. Yeah, but I, my thing is with Malik. He's from Liberty, bro. I guess it's just because it's not powerhouse, you know. Yeah. He's from Liberty. I don't even know where Liberty is, like, as a college, bro. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate next mock draft, but I'm not even going to get into it. But, yeah, bro, I just don't think – I'm trying to think of another good player I like on the defensive side of the ball. I'm trying to get one. I like Sauce Gardner. Yeah, I like I like sauce I like, a I like lot. sauce a lot. I think he's Jalen Ramsey alike. I'm not gonna compare him to Jalen Ramsey because I don't feel like no one deserves to be compared to Jalen <laughs> Ramsey. But I feel like Sauce is like up there, could be up there. And, I agree. And I like Derek Stingley. Um, I like Derek Stingley. Uh, I also the. The, the class has a few linebackers. Devin Lloyd, to me, is somebody who can definitely be a guy. Uh, Christian Harris out of Alabama, I think he can be a guy. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that the, the class itself has a lot of talent. I just it's don't just think not it's unlo- at the quarterback Yeah, position. it's so just it's not, not as flashy. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be – I feel like it's going to be maybe one of the – Worst dress since like EJ Manuel and all I, that. I don't think position wise it's going to be. I don't. Yeah. I just think quarterback wise it will be because yes. I think the only three that I see having potential to be good quarterbacks in the NFL, maybe four, is going to be at the top. Like I said, Matt Corral. Uh, I think that 
Malik Willis uh-huh. or Desmond yeah. is after him. I think those I only two are actually two, really bro. close. Yeah, I and only see two. Possibly Sam Howe. Really? Uh, he he threw, I believe, for 40 touchdowns two yeah. years ago. Um, so those are my only four. But other than that, some of those guys should be day two guys. Yeah, like Kenny Pickett in another draft would be a day two guy. I forgot about Kenny Pickett. Yeah, to me, be. to me, Kenny Pickett's a guy who's going to go in the first round. I'd say there's five quarterbacks who have a chance at blowing up. Kenny Pickett but, to me reminds me of Blake Bortles. Yeah, there's the the, the five. Hype, you know, like the hype that he had. Yeah, I, and I, I think that the five of those guys all could. I think those are the five guys you can take a chance on, but all of them have the potential to either go all the way up or. All the way down. Yeah. And some of them lean more to possibly, possibly going down. down. And that's what this draft, I just feel like it's not going to be that much. But, yeah, bro, I can't wait to talk about the mock draft. Um, oh, we got, I, we already getting into it now. We got to get into it next week, guys. Yeah, we got I – can't, I can't wait for that one. But, yeah, bro, let's wrap this thing up and call it a day and make sure, you know – Say our goodbyes and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Y'all make sure to check us out on TikTok and on Twitter. We're going to have some new TikTok coming out with the predictions on there as well. We're going to go into a little bit of depth. It'll only be about 60 seconds, so make sure you check those out. Uh, we do do for every fight on UFC Fight Night or yep. the pay-per-view, the fights that we want to talk about. We mm-hmm. always do a prediction on there. Right now, like I said, we're three for four. We lost. I lost <laughs> the Al Jermaine you pick. Did. DeMarcus didn't do a video, so he didn't get input. <laughs> but uh, I did give him my... I did give... Don't let him cap. I did give him my... Even though Peter Young won that thought. fight. No, even no, though Peter Young no, won no, that fight. No. <laughs> no. I, last time I was like, you know what, it was too close. But now that he disrespected Big Mike, I'm going to tell the truth. Peter Yon won the fight. There's nothing we can do about it now, but that's how we feel. Make sure you check us out on TikTok, Twitter, DG Sports. That's all I got to say, man. We out. We out here, bro.